What is going on, Sixers Nation? Welcome on into some late night Sixers game recaps. Thank you so much, everyone, who stayed up to check this game recap out. And ladies and gentlemen, tonight on a late one, your Philadelphia 76ers take care of business against the Los Angeles Lakers, man. Before we start off, man, screw those goddamn Lakers first off. Screw those mother effers. But your Sixers get the dub, 126 to a 121 win here for the Sixers. Now, look, a win is a win. And traveling cross-country, it is never easy, ladies and gentlemen. But you allow this Lakers team to hang around a little bit too long. There was runs where the Lakers were... The, the Lakers ended the third quarter on a 14-4 run, and a lot of that was going on throughout the night. They had a tough time of kind of pulling away from the Los Angeles Lakers. Heck, tonight, with 30 seconds left in the fourth quarter, the Lakers were within four points of the Sixers. Now, obviously, a lot had to happen, and the Sixers did a good job of controlling it. And, oh, by the way, love hearing all the Lakers fans bitching and complaining about the foul calls, ladies and gentlemen. Don't don't hate the play. hate the game. All right. As, as they say. But no, look, so we're obviously coming off of that Raptors win. Highly emotional win. You get a lot of contributions from your bench. No Joel Bede, no James Harden. And so the bench really stepped up. But there was three things that I was really looking forward here today. Number one, could the Sixers play a full game? This is a weak Lakers side. No LeBron James, no Anthony Davis. What kind of a Sixers squad would we see? Would we see a complete game? It's something that's been that's been um, dwindling on the Sixers in this James Harden era. And what would the rotation look like? Obviously, there's been a lot of talk, a lot of speculation following that Raptors win on Monday night. I'm sorry, on, on, yeah, on Monday night. And uh, how would they bounce back? And, and how would they integrate some of these pieces that were able to help you on Monday night? And we'll get to how that kind of all planned out. But that was something big that we all wanted to see. And I wanted to see James Harden's aggression. Uh, obviously, we've talked about it. Joel Embiid's talked about it. And so Seeker James has to be more aggressive. We're still waiting for that Houston Rockets James Harden. He's still contributing. I mean, he's averaging 20-some points a game. But wanted to see that aggression against against the Los Angeles Lakers. And let's put it this way, guys. James Harden in his last three games against the Los Angeles Lakers with the with the Brooklyn Nets and the Houston Rockets, he averages around 31 points with 10 assists. Um, and so that's what we were kind of expecting here today to kind of take over and put the Lakers in their place, essentially. But um, no, well, uh, it was it was definitely an interesting game. It, it was uh, it's always fun with the Los Angeles Lakers. And it's, again, fun to get dubbed there uh, but for sure. Welcome, everyone, to this late night recap here, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, we got Facebook, YouTube, Twitter and TikTok in the building. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Thank you so much for checking on in. Uh, real quick, I'm going to put the link in the comments section right here on YouTube. If you guys want to come in and give us your thoughts on tonight's game, if you guys watch the Lakers and the Sixers, definitely hop on in here. Let's talk. Let me want to hear your guys' thoughts on today. All right, anything that's going on in the NBA? Obviously, some big games here on 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 a on a Wednesday night. How about that Suns and the Suns and Timberwolves. That seems to be it. That might be a playoff game in the West. That looks like it's going to be an interesting one. How about the Memphis Grizzlies making a statement on Wednesday night against the Brooklyn Nets? I love that. How can you not like the Memphis Grizzlies? If you are a basketball fan, how do you not like the Memphis Grizzlies post game? Those guys getting in front of the camera as a team. It is a lot of freaking fun to watch. And of course, the Miami Heat. Uh, what a what a circus that was today! <laughs> down in, man. What is it called? It's not American Airlines Arena. I forget what it's called. Down in Miami. Uh, but we'll we'll definitely talk about the Jimmy Butler situation. But that was 
absolutely hilarious to see um, them kind of blowing up down there in South Beach. Not always pretty, always sunshines and rainbows down in South uh, South Florida, but interesting, interesting stuff. All right, guys. Well, let's get to it, right? So let's talk about let's let's recap this bad boy a little bit. Um, start off in the first quarter. Uh, the Sixers uh, they started off uh, pretty quickly here. George Nian got on the board early. Um, we had Tobias Harris really cr- uh, creating the offense as well. Uh, the Lakers would come back, and the Lakers would actually end the quarter on a little bit of a run. The Lakers in the beginning really, you know, the Sixers perimeter defense was really struggling, and the Lakers really controlling the pace of the game. That's kind of was the story uh, in that first quarter there. And the Sixers were just having a tough time of getting their offense going and, and the flow. And I think a lot of the things that were going on defensively was trickling over on the offensive side of the ball as well. So Lakers at, get a, a seven-point lead. They end the first quarter with the lead. Um, and they start the second quarter with with that lead as well. Midway through it, the Sixers got their act together and started pulling away. Tyrese Max, this is when he started getting uh, getting uh, hot and ready for the Sixers. And the Sixers would end the half um, with the lead there uh, to go into, I think it was a some point that they had going in halftime. And then once uh, the second half started, Sixers really started pulling away, especially Joel Embiid got going in that third quarter. Like I said, the Lakers went on a 14-4 run to end that third quarter. But the Sixers just pretty much they just had way too much firepower. James Harden eventually started getting his game going, started get, seeing the foul line. Joel Embiid started seeing the foul line as well, which, yes, pissed off Lakers fans quite a bit. Um, but the Sixers really got lucky here today because I will tell you what, the, the Lakers really made runs and really – we're not going away. Um, Russell Westbrook was keeping these guys in the game. Dwight Howard had a 24-point game, which is why Malik Monk had a 21-point game, and Carmelo had a 20-some-point game as well. It was very weird. This was the second game, if I read that correctly, at the end of the game. It was just the second game in the league where eight players in a single game scored 20 or more points. Um, and for the Lakers, you had Dwight, Russell Westbrook, both had 24 points. Malik Monk added 23, and Carmelo added 20 exactly and so um listen we'll we'll we'll, dis- we'll discuss everything went down but that's kind of what the story was but this is definitely a, a, a it's it's they got they got the job done and again going over on the west coast it could be very difficult traveling and just being in a different building and you know it, 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 but, but there is still an aura with uh, the Staples Center is now they call it the crypto or dot uh, com arena so it was good to get in that win but um, some of the points here tonight. So obviously James Harden, something that I'm gonna continue looking at as these games go on. I'm still waiting and looking for that aggressive Houston Rockets. James Harden, we kind of anticipate. And tonight he ends with 24 points, seven assists add on that. Although he did start off slow, he started finding his grounding and he started finding found in the uh, finding the foul line, hitting those floaters. Um, he finished today uh, one of six from the three point line. Um, so the, the, the three point line, the, the three shots were not falling down for him, but he started finding those shots that he liked in that fourth quarter. And he ended with 24 points as he was nine of 10 from the uh, foul line. But um, he's got to get back into the groove of things. Obviously, he suffered a scare at the end of that third quarter where he went. Uh, he tried to go up on a layup. I believe it was on Dwight Howard. And then he kind of fell on the court grabbing his left leg and it looked like it was there's some knee soreness going on with James Harden it was definitely a scary moment but luckily he seems like he's going to be okay uh, but yeah he I mean he, him he, he got some uh, quite a bit of double teams as well and he was he was struggling with that 
um, through throughout the game. He finished with three turnovers on the night as well. So this is something that we're going to have to figure out. Uh, obviously, you know, we've seen double team Joel Embiid over the past couple of seasons, and Joel seems to be improving upon that. Um, but, you know, with James Harden, it's just going to be grind. We have now, was it 11 games left into the season, and we we have some time to figure this out. And for James, um, you know, he could be just waiting for the playoffs. It really what it is, but we we just I just want more of an aggressive uh, James Harden and adding more of a perimeter threat. I mean, one for six, like, you know, we're lucky that the fact that we do have the star power that we did here tonight, but and the Lakers were missing some players, but uh, it's we, we we need we need that James. We need that killer James Harden. Uh, Joel Embiid, another a dominating performance, thirty and ten. What didn't Joel Embiid do today? And he is just so remarkable. And you know, they were mentioning obviously we're we're on national uh, national TV tonight. So you had Mark Jack out there, and he's highlighting J- uh, Joel Embiid's handles. And it is ridiculous to think that of a 7'2", 280 player, a center like Joel Embiid has the handles the way he does. It's, he's got handles of a point guard, and it's truly remarkable. He was running the point at times. He was running the transition. We've seen this over time. He did a little bit of everything to keep the Sixers ahead of the Los Angeles Lakers. There's no one really no one that, that could keep up with Joel Embiid. And it was it was a lot of fun watching him and Dwight. Listen, Dwight got the best of Joel. He got the best of DeAndre Jordan. He had 24 points here tonight. And I I would expect, and we kind of saw this with Andre Drummond as well last year. I mean, this year when we saw him, you know, he really learned a lot from Joel Embiid in that half year that he played here in Philadelphia. And I think Dwight Howard learned quite a bit as well in his year with with the uh, with with the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, and, you know, tonight he he wanted to show Joel what he's learned and then draw 24 on Joel uh, on Joel and DeAndre um, solid performance for him. But for Joel Embiid adding to that MVP uh, and uh, so, so it's really just someone pinch me, please pinch me because I just can't believe I'm watching Joel Embiid on a night to night basis. Um, the rotation. This was obviously a big question mark here for the Philadelphia 76ers, and now you had Joel and James put him back into the starting lineup. So what would that bench really look like? Well, the two main culprits that a lot of people had question marks about, Shake Milton and, and Furkan Korkmaz. Shake had 20 minutes tonight, um, and uh, he had three points. Yes, three points. He was one of five from the field, one of three from the three-point line. Furkie had six points in 13 minutes, three of four from the field. Um, he did not make a three. He did attempt one, and uh, but it's definitely a much better uh, body of work than in that 13 minutes of what Shake had. And it's funny because someone I, I put it out on TikTok today where Shake Milton and Furkan Korkmaz need to be integrated more into this to this rotation because you have no choice. You literally have no other bodies. And Monday it showed you that Shake and Furky aren't broken pieces. Yes, they are inconsistent. We have seen that, and tonight you kind of they kind of showed that. But that doesn't mean you can't you go away from it. Anything from these two guys will help you. Um, and I find it found it funny that people had were, were pushing back at it. I mean, I don't know what else people want. I mean, you, this is it. Like you can't pull a Gary Harris now. You you, you can't pull an Eric Bledsoe. Like this is all you got. So you got to see what you have with them. And look, I know what I know what Shake and Furky are. This isn't surprising to me. Um, I mean, Shake took his shots. He had five shots, right? He played 20 minutes. He's he he's, he just has to knock that down, and it just didn't seem like he was playing with that same conviction, that same same confidence that he did on Monday night. 
Uh, and it, could it be because of the fact that James and and uh, and Tyrese are running? They're, they're, you know, both of them played. James played 36 minutes, and James probably could have played 40 if it wasn't for that injury. And Tyrese played 38 minutes, and that really does dwindle into that as well. But look, you if you're gonna, you got 20 minutes. That's more than enough for you to kind of sh- go out there and contribute for the team. And for Shake Milton. You got to do more, and you know Friday I go back to the uh, back to LA with play against the Clippers. And if you guys remember a couple of years ago when he dropped thirty three again, let us hope that he can do that yet again. But that it's got to it has to be better than that. You had your looks, and there's no excuses tonight. He was minus nine for uh in the plus minus as well. Uh, for Ferk, this is what you're going to get from Ferk. Um, that's not terrible. I'll take that. I'll take those six points any day. Uh, but the uh, rotation seems to be there, and. Um, it, it you got nine points from George's Niang that really came in the first half. He only played 13 minutes here tonight uh, for the Sixers. DeAndre Jordan solid, and I think DeAndre Jordan was playing with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. We all know how his, his time ended with the Los Angeles Lakers getting bought out, and he definitely came in a little motivated, and he dropped nine points here to, uh, tonight as well. Um, but um, the bench, it, it, it's still a concern. It is definitely still a concern, and. And I think it is time. Eventually, you're going to have to try. And because time is, you know, time is winding down for playoff time. I still think that you're best suited putting Tyrese Maxey on the bench. Look, either way, you're thin. If Tyrese is starting, you're thin on your bench. If Tyrese comes off the bench, you're thin at your starting lineup. But what is, I think to, for me, it's better to have a well rounded rotation than to have a starting lineup that's putting up all your points. And then when you sit your guys, your bench ain't doing jack shit. I don't understand what the point of that is. I think you're best suited of having Tyrese Maxey coming off the bench. You either start Shake or you start Danny Green, one of those two guys, and you just let Tyrese Maxey cook off the second team because I love when Tyrese Maxey's playing with the ball in his hands. I think he, that's when he's his most dangerous, and I also realize that James Harden is also his most dangerous when he's got the ball in his hand as well, and it doesn't mean that they won't be on the court as well. We will stagger, and J- Doc has done a solid job of staggering those guys, uh, but Doc's got to keep, gotta keep um, developing these kids as well. Shake and Ferky have to be your priorities, and that's the kind of way I look at it. Uh, because I, I I do like the starting lineup and I want to continue it as as is, but I also do realize we have a serious weakness. We don't have depth. Where a lot of these playoff teams that we're going to face off against are really good from one to seven. You know, we really are pretty good from one to four, one four four and a half maybe. Because I do love Matisse. And you know, Matisse Matisse has been much better off. And tonight was a little bit more quieter, but he's been doing some solid things, especially off the ball as well. This was a really good game by Tobias Harris, guys. Really good game. I I, I really, you guys cannot kill Tobias Harris. You guys love attacking Tobias Harris. He put, he had 20 minutes, uh, 20 points here today in 35 minutes, eight of 15 from the field, two, five from the field, three point line. But what I love most about Tobias Harris, it really felt like he understood his role with this team. I saw a lot of quick shots that he was taking here. He was taking advantage of some mismatches. He was abusing Austin Reeves. I don't know why the Austin Reeves is a solid defender by 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 all means, but he that's a serious mismatch. And Tobias was finding those mismatches. But having Tobias understand his role is very very important for this team. And tonight, I really felt like he understood the assignment, as they say. And I really, uh, I, re- I really enjoyed that. And hopefully he can continue doing that as well. But 
a really good game for Tobias Harris, one that Sixers fans really uh, could not could, could, could not hide from as well. Um, but look, th this was a solid performance. Again, a little bit concerned because this was the first uh, thing that we're missing. Bron What's first off? Let's take a second. What is LeBron James ducking us? This is the second game this year where he's decided he's going to sit out against the Sixers. LeBron, are you scared of the Philadelphia 76ers? This is a legitimate question. Or is LeBron James scared of the Philadelphia 76ers? Now, remember, last year when the Lakers came into town, what happened? That nasty foul that he gave LeBron, uh, to Joel Embiid, Joel in midair decided to shove him, and Joel, all 280 pounds, falls on his back. And that was a pretty foul, which he, you know, skeeped, skaved away cleanly from. But why is LeBron James scared of playing the Philadelphia 76ers? Man just had a 38-point game against the Cleveland Cavaliers, and then tonight he doesn't show up? What the heck is up with that, Bron Bron? What is up with that? My God. But look, uh, but as well, right, let's, let's be serious here. So the Lakers did a good job of exposing some weaknesses again of the Philadelphia 76ers, like we mentioned in that first quarter, and that happened throughout the game as well. The perimeter defense continues to be a concern. Now, although, again, this Lakers, really did their damage from the from the perimeter in that first quarter. Um, the Lakers finished with 37.9% from the three-point, just a slightly bit better than what the Sixers did from a three-point line, 51.5% from the field. The Sixers and the Lakers shooting and three-point percentages were very, very similar tonight. Um, but the when the Lakers were able to go on those runs, Two things were happening. Lakers were knocking down shots from deep. I mean, even Russell Westbrook was getting after it as well. And the Lakers did a really good job of controlling the pace of the game, those quick transitions and converting um, some some garbage into gold, as they say, 11 fast break points by the Los Angeles Lakers. And again, the Lakers had 22 second chance points as well. Um, they, they just rebounded slightly, the Philadelphia 76ers. But those second chance points are something that we are going to continue harping over uh, because the flat out, especially with the weaker uh, uh, Los Angeles Lakers side, you got to do better than that. Um, they out, got out offensive rebound uh, 11 to eight. Not crazy. Not the 20 to five on Sunday against the Raptors. Right. But geez, Louise, um, those are definitely some things that has to be approved upon by the Philadelphia 76ers. So it's you got a dub. You got the dub. And that's the important part. Lucas cracking, checking on in. Let's go. What's happening? LaFraud and Westbrook. The Miami Heat. How about those Heat, huh? How about those Heat? What's going on, TikTok? Let me answer some of these questions, and then we're going to go backstage in just two minutes. We'll go backstage, guys. I'm going to put that link in the chat again. If you guys want to come on in and, and we can talk about this game, you guys are more than welcome to. The link is in the comment section. What's up, TikTok? What's going on? Uh, I hate when the Sixers play down to the competition. Drippy Drew, I appreciate you checking on in. I listen. I completely understand that. And like I mentioned already, you, you this is this was a shorthanded Lakers team, and you kind of allowed them to stay alive through through parts of this game. It has to get better, man. Absolutely, I'll, I'll agree with you, man. What's up, Lobster Vic? I appreciate you. I appreciate the love, man. Lakers are trash. Absolutely, we 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 despise the Lakers here, man. Uh, if here's a tool when the light is the sky, it's just a signal. It's a warning. The Batman. Well, that's actually kind of true, man. That is pretty true. Appreciate you checking on it. What's going on? Tobias, Ted showing Toby some love. What's going on? What's up, Ted? He, he had a great game, man. He always shows 
uh, shows up when it matters the least. Uh, I mean, listen, it is the regular season. I, you know, all these games kind of to me mean all game, but he's just trying to find the groove of it, man. And tonight really felt like he understood his role. When you get the ball in open space, you take the shot. You don't think twice. You just take it. Quick release it. Quick release. That's that's all it is, man. That's all it is. What's up, Juan? What's going on? We got Juan in the building. Go Sixers. Go Max. Yeah, about those six. About those Philadelphia. And we should be back. Awesome stuff. And good stuff. Uh, did you see the end of the game up six with little over a minute left and Doc told Harden to push it? How about down four with 30 seconds left? What, what was going on there, man? Well, I, I, listen, I, I, don't, I don't know, man. I don't know. But let's go backstage, guys. And again, if you guys want to come on in, guys, you're more than welcome to come on in and talk about the game. Link is in the comments section. All you got to do is copy, paste that to your URL. You can come on in backstage and I will get to you guys. But let's start off the night with the calls, and let's start off with my man, Luke. Welcome on into Sixers Game Recap. What's happening, my brother? LaFraud and Westbrook, what happened? How did you How did you lose to a young team? Well, all jokes aside, um, it was it was a good game. It was a it was a good game. I I don't blame. I don't blame the. No, what was it? Hey, on processing. Hey, little Sixers joke. Anyway, hey, um, nice hat. Thanks, but anyway, um, back to my point. When you said DeAndre Jordan was like getting like pumped up from like the crowd and whatnot. I think it's because we recently got him in the trade trade deadline. And for him to go back to LA, that's a good move and whatnot. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. So he uh, was bought out by the Lakers. And then a couple days later, the Sixers picked him up and that's what brought him here. But he, yeah, he was with the Lakers um, I don't know if he felt like he got slighted. I, I don't know if anyone's paid attention to his play as of late. He's definitely no 2014-15 Lob City DeAndre Jordan. Um, uh, but uh, he kind of played with a chip on his shoulder a little bit today. And, and I, Dwight Howard got the best of him as well. Dwight was playing really well against him and Joel Embiid as well. Jo he got it got Joel a couple times, but um, no, nah, he definitely uh, that's good to see him play with that little bit of energy. He is gaining some chemistry, space, especially with James Harden. Uh, those two have been gaining some chemistry. Um, and look, we'll, we'll see with DeAndre. I don't think I don't really think too much of it with DeAndre Jordan. I, I don't think we're we're in a good situation as far as that backup center position it goes. Um, but you're gonna probably roll with DeAndre Jordan. Maybe some Paul Millsap. We'll see. We saw Monday night. He looked he looked solid. He gave you some energy. Gave you some boards. He gave you just a better some veteran savvy in that lineup as well. Um, but yeah, we're definitely pretty thin at that center position, man. I feel like knowing that uh, John Jordan and Harden are are two newest players. Like they get to like work out with each other like yeah. in training camp 
and during the games and whatnot. But um, before I head off of here, because I know you probably got like other callers and whatnot, you just Sixers fans just have to admit it. Harden and Embiid are the best duo in the NBA. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Luke, we appreciate you coming on in, man. It's always great talking to you, man. And look, these guys still got to figure it out. I, I think it's going to take some time for Joel and James to to get together. I, I haven't seen enough of the pick and roll game that we were all super excited to see. And, and I, does that take some time? We'll see. Obviously, you know, we got we saw some scares today. Joel Embiid at the end of the first half. You know, he's holding his lower back, and you're just getting a little bit concerned. He's stretching it out, and he toughened it out. Jay Harden holds his knee at the end of the third quarter. You suffer two scares from those guys, uh, but we're going to have to push through this. We made this deal. I'm not. We're not going to look back at it. You know, we're we're going to move forward, and we'll, we'll see what happens. But um, it, it, we, I'm definitely feeling good about our, our duo, though, for sure. What's up, Brian? What's going on, brother? Um, yeah, nine points from, from George's knee. Provided some offense here today. Provided some spacing. You know, when the Sixer when he scores three or more threes, the Sixers are was it ten now eleven and one. So pretty good stuff hit there. Uh, Dwight Howard will be getting back into ground. Worried about Dwight Howard for Ryan? Come on now. Worried about our own Sixers. I'm um, improving the shooting confidence and reach difference between the perimeter scoring and having a better lack of defense watch. In the starting lineup, not sure. Well, I, I I think you're talking about DeAndre, but I'm not sure. Uh, Tobias Harris has better communi- uh, communication, mismatch format, executing the right movement of a great uh, of, of great activity. Tobias was Tobias was was all over tonight, man. He was. I, I I liked how he was being very decisive with his shots and knocking down those those open shots, whether it be the mid range or the three pointer. Um, but he was very decisive here tonight, man. He's playing mind games. Absolutely. Uh, take a lot of credit from LeBron James since he's playing in his prime, a great basketball player. Uh, you won't hear too much love from me here with LeBron James, man. You know me. You know me, man. Uh, uh, is Harden, uh, Sugar Sharden seems okay. Uh, he finished out the game. Uh, we'll see. I, I haven't heard the full press conference yet. I saw bits and pieces, but I haven't been able to watch it fully yet. Uh, but he should be fine. We'll see. It's it's listen. This man's been playing in this game for game for over a decade now. Uh, his body will definitely catch up to him. It's about that recovery. Uh, but is it wasn't me or did the James look a little? He looked like he was on a little bit of a bender. Now I'm not going to speculate nothing. Don't 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 take my word for anything here. But it looked like he was a little bit on the bender there, man. Just saying. Uh, Thibault needs to rebound more. There's no reason he shouldn't be able to. Um, here's the thing. He, his job right now, since our perimeter defense is God awful, I want to see him guarding those perimeter guys. And, and that doesn't mean always collapsing down. And also too, like, so when you get those boards, right. And you want to, you want to get that quick pace going, especially when you got Tyrese Maxey out there and James kind of likes to run well. I love when Matisse is running down court because he's got that ability to go down and get the ball. And so I don't need Matisse Thibault crashing down all, all that much. Um, someone like Joel and, and Tobias Harris need to be getting those boards. Your five and your four still need to be those guys getting all those boards. Um, but, uh, I mean, Matisse's got two boards. You know, got something here tonight. But 
Um, I, I see what you're saying, man. I see what you're saying. And three boards weren't it were entirely uh, the problem here for the Philadelphia 76ers uh, tonight. Um, they had, I think, they had just three less than the Los Angeles Lakers. So it, it obviously could be better. And I'll agree with you, man. Uh, with the, yeah, man, those injuries have definitely been scaring us, man. Hard ass brain cramps. <laughs> I don't know what was going on in those first couple quarters. I mean. He, he he was taking those shots. I, I mean, I think he started what 0-6 from the field, something like that. Um, but he was taking those shots. They just weren't knocking down, and that could get really frustrating. And that you know, once you know, after you miss a a, a good amount of shots, you know, it starts affecting you mentally. So I don't I don't know what, what was that was about. But we need James to get back into the groove, of it, man. Um, he had a few great passes. Yeah, I mean, he he gets people into it game as well. Seven assists here tonight. Um, if he's not creating for himself, he does typically create for others, and that's definitely important to see as well, man. Um, but yo, how about uh, you too, Luke? You thank you so much for coming on in, brother. I appreciate. It. Trust the process always, man. Speaking of the process, uh, tonight in South Beach, there was a scene that caught a lot of the eyes of Sixers fans. Um, if you were watching, I, I wish I could put it up here, but pretty much uh, the, the warrior or the Warriors were taking care of the Heat. And the Heat called the timeout. And on the sidelines, you had Jimmy Butler going at it. Our very own Jimmy Butler, our ex-Jimmy Butler, going at it with not only Heat legend Udonis Haslam, but also Heat legendary coach Eric Spolstra going at it with both of those dudes. Jimmy had to get held back. Udonis was about to literally, you know, just... The ticket to the Paul filmy and and Eric Spolster drops the clipboard and the whiteboard. It was a mess. It was an absolute tell you that. But what I also will tell you, um, this is normal in the NBA. Now, typically this doesn't happen on uh, on sidelines, uh, but this definitely happens all the time. I, I do think people blew it out of proportion, um, and it's unfortunate though because listen, the outside. This outside spectator is going to look at that and think, "Oh, here we go again, Jimmy Butler being a bad teammate, blowing shit up." But, dude, that's what you sign up for with Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler wants to win almost more than anyone in the league, and so when things aren't going right, he will call you out and he will push your buttons. As I'm watching it again here uh, on Sports Center, uh, gave it's so funny. Some of these Sixers or these Heat players don't even know what to do. Bam out of bio has to hold back Udonis Haslam. Duncan Robbins is trying to calm people. Kyle Lowry's trying to calm people down. PJ Tucker's just laughing. It is it, it was pretty hysterical seeing what's going on. Spoles just yelling at Jimmy Ball. I would love to know what Jimmy had said um to Spoles and Udonis, but that's part of what you sign up here for Jimmy Butler. And I know Sixers fans, you know, I know what they're gonna say. Yo, go skit Jimmy Butler. Go get Jimmy Butler. As much as I would love to get Jimmy Butler, I, I mean, w would he actually fit with this team? I mean, Jimmy, to me, is still a two because he still likes to have the ball at his hands at times. Would he work with the James? And this is all hypothetical. We're not saying this is going to happen, guys, so just relax. The old panties in the bunch, right? But one thing I would say, I think what this team needs going for, and I don't want to look too far ahead because we still have a season here, but I think as of right now, the way I'm looking at it, I think what best suits his team is for them to get rid of that Tobias Harris contract and go figure, right? But to get rid of that Tobias Harris contract and find yourself some depth with that money you were able to save with the Toby contract. 
problem is the Toby contract. It, that's really what's holding the Sixers team back because I love Toby. I love him as a person. I like him as a player. But for what the money he's making, it is just not worth it. And it is holding his team back. He needs to be doing more with what he's making. And it's just not happening. That's just not what he is. At best, he's a third option on a good team. And right now, as you can tell, Tyrese Maxx, he's taken over that role or taken over that role. I'm sorry, my bad English. Um, but yeah, that's really what's kind of holding back this team. So uh, I, I don't see Jimmy ever coming back. It was a fun half a year. I will never forget it. It, it, it was fun. The camaraderie he built, like it actually felt like he turned Ben Simmons into a solid teammate for a second with the headband stuff. We all know the impact that he's had on Joel and B. Joel still loves him to this day. Um, but, you know, it's best suited that we kind of just go both our ways, man. Uh, P, my Lakers have depressed me all damn year. Well, P, B's, if you want, you know, you're more than welcome to be a Sixers fan. We always welcome applications into this fan base. Uh, I, I don't know if you're from L.A. or not. I mean, I, I hate to say ask that because the fact of the matter is majority of Lakers fans don't actually live in L.A. or in Southern California for that matter. So you're more than welcome. You're more than welcome to be part of a real team with a real fan base. Welcome to Sixers Nation, my man. Hey, let's get it, guys. Let's get it. All right, guys, that's going to do it for tonight's Sixers game recap. I really appreciate you guys hanging out with me. It's a late one, guys. It is currently Quarter to two in the morning here on the East Coast. These West Coast games absolutely destroy us, man. Absolutely destroy us. But ladies and gentlemen, please go get some rest. Do not stay up. Your sleep is very important. Go get your seven to eight hours. I will be back at it to actually tomorrow. It's tonight. Back at it tonight. Late. Uh, not a late one. It's going to be an eight o'clock puck drop for the Philadelphia Flyers. We'll be back at it for Flyers game recap. So stay tuned for that bad boy. And I will see you guys then. Make sure you guys hit the like button and subscribe, especially if you want to join on in this Philly Sports family. Make sure you guys subscribe to Oin Philly Sports for all your podcasting needs. Until then, ladies and gentlemen, I go by the name of El Parcero Philly, and I'm telling you guys, let's go Sixers. Talk to you guys soon.